Hello, everybody. This is Movies with Heart. I am your host, Kiri, and I also have my friend Brett here with us. Hello. <laughs> um, so just a quick, um, I figure we'll start with a little bit of an introduction and kind of tell you guys what this podcast is about. So I'm Kiri. I wouldn't call myself a movie connoisseur. I'm not that pretentious, but I do definitely have a knack for film analysis. I've always loved film since I was a little kid. Like I remember my dad taking me to, you know, Star Wars episode one and like Fellowship of the Ring when I was, I was still pretty little. Um, those are deeply ingrained in my memory, but I like to do film analysis. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm here for. Um, the episodes are going to be a little bit of a mix of like some analysis as far as like life lessons and just like personal um like lessons and growth that i've learned from movies as well as just kind of like a quick not quick we're going to talk a lot about it um as well as like more of a critiquing type of situation so we'll we'll give ratings at the end kind of what we thought about the movie like whether or not the movie is actually quality but i also do want to talk about like the lessons that can be learned from film um brett do you have anything you want to add uh nope i'm basically just along for the ride and here to give <laughs> input i mean i think you may have mentioned we both kind of are into film and we've both kind of dabbled in film classes and stuff like that so this is kind of a fun little thing to do to analyze some films and kind of see what people's opinions are yeah for sure so the first film that i picked is actually one of my personal favorites and one that means a lot to me personally which is why i picked it to kind of kick things off it is not my all-time favorite film, but we'll, I won't spoil that for you guys. We'll, we'll go into that, I'm sure, later down the line. But um, today we are talking about the 2017 film Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins and starring Gal Gadot. So we're going to kind of get, get a little bit into like the, the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Um, so I prefer to start off with like what I didn't like about the movie because then we can kind of end on a little bit more of a positive note. <laughs> I feel like Brett's going to have a lot more bad to say about this film than I do because I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> so is there anything you want to say right off the bat, Brett? No, I, I mean, let's let you go ahead and kind of kick things off and then I'll, I'll kind of give my input along the way because I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about the bad of it. Okay. So my biggest critique and like the one thing that I remember actually watching the film, it was right at the end. I was like, oh, so close. <laughs> like this was so close to being such a, and it, I still, it still is such a good movie, but I was like, oh, this was so close to me, like not having any big critiques. Um, the villain. Yes, I will agree. But I go, move forward with that. But I, I agree. I think that Ludendorff was fine. He was a little bit boring, but I felt like he was like, he served his purpose and he was kind of a placement as like, as far as like the main kind of like big bad villain. And I think that uh, Dr. Poison, Dr. Morrow, I think she was brilliant. I think she was fantastic. Um, as far as how Ares played out, I don't even hate that they, like, I, I, I didn't hate the twist. I didn't even 
completely hate the actor because I felt like as far as just like this little like older sweet British man he did a great job but and he even was like kind of eerie when he first revealed himself as Ares also I guess we should say like spoiler alert guys if you haven't seen the movie go see it and then come yes, back because you are going to get a lot of spoilers in this because we will definitely talk about the nitty-gritty in this yeah so yeah, like the first reveal when he was kind of talking to Wonder Woman, you know, when she has the lasso around him and he's like revealing all the secrets and stuff. I didn't even hate that part, but it was after they dressed him up in that stupid goofy looking armor and he still had the fetching mustache. I was just like, he looks like a fool. Like he looks like a like little like toddling British teacher who's playing dress up. Like, like, I don't know. It just... So, I don't know if maybe it would have been better if they gave him a full helmet and you couldn't see his face or like I just think the armor needed to be better and I think they needed to make him look more like the god of war whether that was like bulking him up or giving him like longer hair and getting rid of the mustache or giving him a full beard or just covering his face completely there needed to be something so that he didn't he didn't look like a british school, school teacher playing dress up no, and and I would agree because that is actually one of my main critiques about this film as well. Is I thought it was a really good film up until that part where yeah. they kind of introduce Ares and the evil villain, the big the big bad, I guess you could call it. And mm-hmm. I can kind of see what they were trying to do with that because yeah. I know that Ares made an appearance in like Wonder Woman comic one or something like that yeah. where he's a little more well-known and he's known as Mars and, you know, he has like all these minions that do stuff for him and like Hercules is involved. Like it's a whole, it's yeah. a whole thing. Um, the part that I didn't like about this film is that, and I could see how they're trying to tie it back to the comics and, you know, first right. Wonder Woman mo- movie to the first Wonder Woman comic. Like, I understand all that. But the way that they portrayed Ares and having her directly fight Ares is not, I don't think it was good at all. Like, it, it, yeah. it having her face off with the other like lower minions i think would have been a better choice than to actually face off directly mm. with with aries because she doesn't really fight aries that much in the actual comments um right her so, beef is if i remember correctly her beef is mostly with um heracles yeah and so the the with her fighting him and the the CGI was okay in it and all that stuff. But like I said, or like you said, the armor was goofy. Like yeah. it was just weird. You have this, this guy and he's actually a very brilliant actor. I've seen a couple of his movies and he's actually yeah, a very good yeah, actor. He's great. That's why I'm like, I don't hate, I don't even hate the acting choice. Right. But having them, having her fight Ares in the first movie was a weird choice to me like i'm like eh. and i i can remember from the first time because I, I rewatched it last night and i remember like when i was watching i'm like okay yeah i remember i remember why <laughs> like yeah so i i, I kind of brought back stuff that why i kind of didn't like the way that it ended but other than that i felt it was i felt it was one of the better of the dc movies so far yeah completely um, having her f- 
but like I said, having her fight a god and essentially beat him, who knows if she killed him or not? We don't know. And then she has problems fighting like Doomsday and the other villains in the future films like Justice League and yeah. Batman Super versus Man, but she just fought a god and killed him. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of my two cents on that whole thing. Yeah, I don't even... I don't completely hate that she fought Ares. I do think the way that fight played out wasn't great because that was actually my biggest critique of Man of Steel was I felt like half the movie was just like the bad guy comes and hits Superman and Superman goes flying and then Superman comes back and hits him and he goes flying. And I felt like Wonder Woman had some parts of the fight scene that was that I thought were cool, but then there was also a lot of like, he knocked Wonder Woman across the, you know, across the land and then she came back and hit him and i that's just that's not exciting superhero fighting for me right and i i can appreciate kind of what they're trying to do because they're trying to introduce Ares, who is a pretty integral part of wonder woman but they're mm -hmm. also trying to introduce the fact that wonder woman is very naive as far as the the mortal yes. world and she doesn't fully understand that man is naturally bad or whatever she just thinks that there's a supreme mm -hmm. bad guy and if you kill him, everything else is okay. And yes. being able to have Ares have to bring up that conclusion for her, for her to understand that, I don't think was kind of the best choice. I can understand mm. why they did it, because they needed to do it. But I don't right. think him saying like, oh yeah, men are bad. I don't need to do anything. I just, inf I just give them little influences and they just do whatever they want. I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, that was weird to me. That, that's fair. It, I didn't think that as I watched it, because I there's a lot about the end that I really, really love that we can kind of get into when we get into the parts that into the, the good of the movie. Um, but now that you're saying it, I'm like, that does make sense. That didn't come across as well as it should have. It was almost like they, like one of my big problems with movies just in general, I don't like when writers try to like spoon feed me the plot. Yeah. I'm like, just let me watch it or like spoon feed me life lessons. I'm like, just let me watch it and I will learn what I need to learn. Like, that's just right. whether it's the universe or God teaching me, whatever. Like, I feel like I learn a lot of life lessons through movies. And so that's kind of my thing is I'm like, don't spoon feed me. I'll figure it out. Well, I'll figure it out. I'll learn what I need to learn. And I understand the movie is like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. I yeah. can't remember the full length of it. And they do kind of try to shove a lot into it. And it's more of just like, let's do a little bit of a basic story. And then if you need to do a future movie, then you can do that. But they kind of almost have these moments where they're like, oh no, we forgot this. Let's hurry and shove it in the end. Mm. And it's just weird. Yeah, I can see I can see where you're getting that from for sure. Um, that is honestly the only complaint I have. So... <laughs> you want to if you want to get into well and, else. and that and that was really my my main complaint as well was the ending of it like when i i when i originally watched the movie i'm like this is a fairly good movie this is a pretty good dc because i mean i think there's some other dc movies that i watched and i'm like these are terrible and and i watched one before wonder woman that were in like the dc extended universe were man of steel which was like mm -hmm. mediocre yeah. batman versus superman which mm -hmm. was a dumpster fire yeah. And Suicide Squad, which was like Dumpster Fire 2.0. Yeah, and I, I hadn't seen Suicide Squad, but I did watch the Batman versus Superman, which did have Wonder Woman in it. 
And so mm -hmm. when I watched the Wonder Woman movie, I was like, oh, this is a lot better than the other DC movies that I've, I've watched. Um, I thought a lot of the movie was actually very good. They had a lot of really good actors in it. Um, mm -hmm. They, I, I could tell that they were pulling from the comics when they were doing it because they had a lot yes. of characters in it that were originally in Wonder Woman 1 mm -hmm. um, with like Steve and like Ares and all that. Mm -hmm. The one thing that they kind of really didn't do that's kind of, I think a little more prevalent in the future movies. I'm trying to remember if it's in Justice League or not, but how Wonder Woman has the two identities as Wonder Woman and then as Diana. Yeah. And Steve doesn't know the difference between Wonder Woman and Diana. He thinks they're two different people. And in this one, he mm -hmm. sees them as both one person because he, just the way that they, they did it. So I thought that was an interesting yeah. choice. Um, but, like I said, my only real complaint was the ending on how they portrayed Ares and how they tried to do the whole wrap up of just bringing the whole plot together in such a short time period and having her fight Ares. But Ares is also telling her the full plot while they're in a fight, you know? And yeah. I just thought that was really kind of just shoved in there. And I felt like that could have been done better. So that's kind of my main complaint about the whole thing. Yeah, totally agree. As far as the good, I got a whole list here. All right, well, let's, <laughs> let's hear them. Um, right off the bat, the first thing that I noticed just like watching, like within the first handful of minutes, as someone who has always been a huge superhero fan, the biggest superhero like examples and like my favorite characters and stuff gr growing up were all dudes. Like, I remember Robin from Teen Titans was, my, like, one of my favorites. I remember, you know, Static Shock. So, you know, Batman, the animated series, all these shows that I grew up with, it always starred a guy, which isn't bad. Like, I'm not one of those who's, like, you know, down with men. I'm like, no, I think it's great that we have male superheroes. That's fantastic. Right. But it was really cool for me to see this island full of women that were all like super badass <laughs> like yep. the paradise like, paradise island right paradise yeah, island? so it's called yeah. themiscara it's the yeah. nickname is also paradise island right, yeah right so it was like super fun for me to see like these like that they're back flipping off of horses and like you know the, i see them sword fighting and they're doing you know all kinds of these cool stunts and it was just it was so important for me as someone who like, like watching this movie took me back to when I was like nine years old. Like when I was this nine-year-old kid who like, you know, was watching the Justice League cartoon and Wonder Woman came on the scene and I was like so excited to see someone that right. was, you know, like me and was so cool. Because you're so, so cool. Yeah. Right. Because right. I am so cool. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was cool to see. And as someone who like really looks into like film analysis, especially like representation in the media and like social issues and stuff, that was cool too, is I was like, there are so many little girls seeing this and there were so many different, like there was racial representation. There was, yeah, gender representation. It was cool to see. I mean, they're all ripped, but it was also cool even to see like different body types. Like you saw some who were just like, super super thin you saw some right. who were built like a tank 
like it was just i don't know it was really right like right off the bat that was the first thing that i saw that i was just like wow i'm excited for this movie like i'm excited to see the rest of this play out because i already love what i'm seeing yeah any further thoughts <laughs> um so my background or my era is a little bit different than than yours because i am a little bit older so yes. i actually grew up with like he-man she-ra wonder woman tv mm. series like there was a, a slew of female superhero type figures as well as a mixture of male ones so I mean, there was kind of a, a time period where there was kind of a pause of, of female superheroes, but I did grow up when I was younger. We did have a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff because my sister was in the She-Ra and I'd watch She-Ra, who was mm-hmm. the counterpart to He-Man. And then yeah. we had the Wonder Woman TV series that was, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember her name off, off the top of my head, but she, you know, it was a live live action TV series with Wonder Woman and all that. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with, with that stuff. So I didn't, you know, I just, she, there were superheroes, you know, I didn't see the difference between right. a male superhero and a female superhero. I just saw like superheroes, they can be whoever. So that's my difference of opinion is just because I kind of grew up in a little bit of a different era mm-hmm. than, than you did, but I can see where there was that pause of yeah. there really wasn't a whole lot of like female superheroes, you know, in the what the 90s and the 2000s and stuff kind of that kind of faded out and it kind of was mostly male so i can see that kind of point of view but as far as like yeah. the film goes um i i thought it was done really well i'm kind of a little bit of a stickler on cgi type stuff and okay. so i thought the cgi was actually done really well um I agree. there was some stuff that i would consider kind of hokey but Granted, it's a superhero film, so it's like, yeah, okay, you know, like using the bracelets to block bullets and stuff like that, and in real life, <laughs> honestly, you know, there'd be like more force with it. But I mean, honestly, I thought it was really well done. I thought the story was was well done to mm-hmm. up to a certain point. Um, I thought the acting was actually really well done. Uh, her portraying someone who has spent her entire life basically on paradise island and then coming into the more human world i guess and not even just the human realm but like the human realm in the middle of world war one <laughs> right right and i thought she played a she did that very well being able to play that kind of role of not really fully understanding the, mm-hmm. the culture and stuff and trying to figure that out and you know with her dressing appropriately you know and why yes. do you dress and how do you guys fight in this is this what you guys call armor and just all mm-hmm. that I, th- I thought they did a phenomenal job with with that whole thing so and along kind of in that same general time like the that time frame of the movie when she's kind of figuring out the new culture i think another thing that i loved is in the past women female superheroes in my experience um have either been portrayed one of two ways they're either there for the sex appeal (laughs) like ah they're hot that's why they're there or they're very they're portrayed as very very masculine yeah and what i loved about wonder woman was she was everything that is good about women and she was still a superhero like the part when she notices a baby and she's like 
oh, a baby. Like how many women have had that response? You know what I mean? Right, right. Like the fact that she was so, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that men can't have these things. I'm just saying these are, these are traits that I see prevalent in women in my experience. Right. Um, the level of like compassion that she had and like the nurturing that she had for other people and the wanting to, the wanting to care for other people and make sure that everyone was okay. Like there was a lot of tenderness that she brought to the role while still being a very strong, badass superhero. Right. And that was really cool to see. Right. Because she had that nature that she actually portrayed very well of being a very caring person, but also being mm -hmm. a very protective person as well. Yes. Especially when uh, they went into the tre the trenches on the front lines mm -hmm. and stuff. And she's mm -hmm. like, we got to help all these people. And they're like, well, we can't, this is no man's land. You know, if you go out there, you're going to get shot. She's like, I don't care. I'm doing it. And she did it, you know? And so she's yeah. very That's actually strong my will, favorite but she's part of very film. caring as well. So I think she played that role very well. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that point up because that's my favorite part of the film. <laughs> and I read, I read an article online. So like, who knows the, the validity of this, but I did read that they, when they were editing it, they actually told Patty Jenkins, like, uh, oh, we don't know if we need to keep this whole scene in there. And Patty, the director, Patty Jenkins was like, excuse me, this is the most important scene of the entire film. It's staying in the film. <laughs> well, and I can see why they did it because you can notice that there's a, a lot of parts and especially during that scene where they're making the charge and she's charging across the field and they're going through the different trenches and then she actually goes into the village and stuff. Mm -hmm. There are moments through Wonder Woman where she's has confidence doubts. She's like, I'm strong, I'm supposed to be great, but I lack confidence. And, and so there's moments to where of course, when she goes up onto the field, she's taking like heavy machine gun fire. She's blocking up her shield. And you can see that kind of moment of doubt come on her face. And then she mm -hmm. sees the other people coming up and then she gets that confidence back and she pushes forward and, you know, they keep going forward. And then again, like in the, in the village, um, she's under heavy fire again. And then she sees Steve behind her that's taking people out and she gets that confidence back. And she, so there's a moment of like growth that's happening with her as she's going through and she's fighting people. She's having that confidence, that kind of that self doubt that comes in, but then she gets the confidence back as she sees people that are helping out sort of thing. I'm not sure if that's something you, I just, I just got chills <laughs> because I had never, I had never put that together before. And well, now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love this scene even more. I, I analyze stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, for me, one of the big points about that scene was how, like from a, well, I'll talk from a technical standpoint and then more from a personal standpoint. From a technical standpoint, the way that that scene was shot, I really appreciated for a couple reasons. One, it was, again, kind of the same thing where they didn't do a pan up of like, look how sexy she is. It was like, here's a superhero that's crossing the field. Right. And which I, you know, appreciated that I wasn't like, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't I, focused I, purely on her. It was focused on. Yeah. yeah. What she was doing right. rather than her as like, right. a, I don't know, as someone who's just as a hot body, basically. Um, so that I really appreciated. I appreciated that they showed her, and I didn't notice this until like the third time watching it. I watched this a lot of times in so, theaters. Yeah. So how many times, just on a side note, like how many times have you watched this film? So in theaters, I lost count around 15. 
Wow. I think I saw it like 18 to 20 times. Wow. In theaters. In theaters. Like I literally remember being like, there was a night that I was like, paydays tomorrow. I literally have only $15 in my bank account. That's enough to see Wonder Woman. (laughs) Wow. That's like, there were days I went and saw it like back to back. There was, if I was talking to any friend and I was like, oh, you seen Wonder Woman? They hadn't yet. We immediately, like, I immediately made plans with them to go see it. I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. What are you doing Friday? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I, I, there were very few times I actually, I only went like three times, I think, by myself. I went with people a lot because I felt like it was, first of all, I was like, this is an important film. I want to give it all the money possible. But I was like, I feel like everyone needs to see this film. Right. So I went and took, I took a lot of friends to it. Um, Or like if I was ever asked out on a date and they were like, so, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, we should go see a movie. Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So took a, took a lot of people to that, to that movie. Um, But yeah, no, that, that scene is, that scene is one of my favorites because I feel like that's the first moment where you really see, you really see like her embrace Wonder Woman in the human realm. Right. Like that's the first time, like she's crossing this, you know, this battlefield, it looks hopeless. It looks miserable. And she is basically, yeah, like diving right in. Yeah. And like you said, they didn't just kind of focus on her. If I remember right, they're kind of doing like a side side shot and like an upper shot showing that she's taking the majority of the fire and then you've got the Mm -hmm. troops that are coming up behind her. So it wasn't like solely focused on her. Of course, there was a lot that started happening shortly after that where, you know, she's going through different buildings and she's fighting mm-hmm. soldiers and the cameras just kind of everywhere. But to your point, they weren't just kind of like focused on her. You know, they were focused right. on kind of a broader, a lot of side shots, a lot of side shots of stuff going mm-hmm. on. I noticed instead of front or back shots, there was a lot of side shots, which I thought was was really well done. Yes, I agree. Because I feel... I feel like as important, you know, this, the movie is called Wonder Woman, as important as she is, it was also a lot about Steve and the other people on her team and just like humanity in general and the world war. And I feel like that scene gave you a glimpse into like the big picture of what's happening in the war, what people are trying to do. Like you could see how people were just like so desperate in those, like in the trenches. And, you know, when Steve is like talking to her and he's like, they've been here for a year and have not made any progress. Like, I just think that that, I think it's cool that one person can make such an impact that it allows an entire group of people to progress. Like, I just think that there's something cool about that. Right. Right. And it's kind of like almost like she's a symbol of hope um, yeah, to, that absolutely. gives the people. And you can t- you can easily see kind of how she's the counterpart to Superman because Superman has the mm-hmm. symbol of hope and stuff and how she was a symbol of hope to these people and gave mm-hmm. them courage as she rushed out onto the battlefield. We're just going to kind of go back onto that scene as she rushed out onto that battlefield. It gave all those soldiers who have been in those trenches who are just down and just like mm-hmm. they just aren't they can't progress at all. They've only moved like, what do you say? Like an inch in the past year or something like that. And she moves out there and they're like, Oh yeah. And they all get their vigor back and they go out there and Mm -hmm. she's yeah. A symbol of courage and hope to those people. So yeah. And I think that there's something to be said. Like, I think the scene following that is really beautiful when, you know, this little village, like people are dancing in like the town square and 
the Scottish guy, Charlie, like he starts, he's playing the piano and singing. And Steve even goes, he's like, I haven't heard him sing in years. Right. Like this, you know, this soldier who has intense PTSD is like playing the piano and singing for one of the first times, you know, in years. Right. So that's one of my favorite scenes. My other favorite scene is as much as I had a problem with the ending fight and kind of the villain, which we've already talked about. Um, there was a lot of dialogue at the end that I really liked. Okay. One of my favorite scenes is after Wonder Woman kills Ludendorff. And so she like has her big moment. She's like, you know, her big like superhero speech, your wrath on this world is over, you know? Yep. You can tell that she's like, yes, I've done my job. And then she like comes down and looks around and is like, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Well, and like Steve comes over to her and she's almost like frantic. Like, why have they, like, they can stop fighting now. Why are they not, like, why are they still fighting? Why haven't they stopped? And that's kind of when Steve, like one of my favorite parts with Steve is when he's like, maybe, like maybe humanity isn't always good. And one of my fav very favorite lines is when, you know, she's like, oh, they don't deserve our help. They don't deserve this. And he goes, maybe we don't. Like maybe, you know, maybe we don't, maybe they don't deserve our, like maybe we don't deserve you. Right. Like, and um, I'm trying to remember. Kind of echoing from what she was told by her mother, I believe, is that they don't yes. deserve you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her mother's like, they don't deserve you. And right. now she gets there and she kind of sees that. And she's like, Steve goes, we're all to blame. And she goes, I'm not. And he goes, but maybe I am. And that's that when he said that line that hit me just like, I was like, Oh, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like anyone could put themselves in that position and be like, okay, but maybe I'm to blame. Like maybe I'm part of the problem, especially because we saw Steve try to do so many good things. And yet he can recognize that he still might be part of the problem. And I don't know. I, I just remember that scene in particular when she's just kind of sitting there and he's so the, the, my very favorite line, which she echoes later is she's, you know, talking about, they don't deserve it. And he goes, um, he goes, it's not about deserve. It's about what you believe. Right. Right. And that is a big life lesson to me because I am like, I am quite a religious person. So from a religious standpoint, I'm like, yeah, like, do, do we deserve, you know, do we deserve to go to heaven or whatever? Like right. who's, who's to say, but as far as even just like a life standpoint, I feel like a lot of us have that idea where we're like, well, I don't deserve this. Like, I don't, I don't deserve either good things or bad things. Like that's a very easy thing to say. Right. Is like trying to decide what we do and do not deserve. And I think that idea of like, it's not about that. Bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. Like right. that's just kind of life, but it's, so you could spend all day arguing about it, but I think Steve makes a good point there. He's like, that's not really what it's about. It's about like what you actually believe. Right. You right. Believe that people, you know, deserve things. Do, do you have conviction that you can make, I don't know, the world a better place as cheesy as that is like, you know, and then it goes on to talk about love later. And that's kind of the thing is like, it doesn't really, cause I kind of, this is kind of my life motto just in general is I'm like, I don't really care whether or not people deserve something. I believe 
like I genuinely believe in the power of love and like in love. And so that's, that's my job. Like I'm just going to do what I can to love other people. Right. And I'll let someone else figure out whether or not they deserve it. I don't feel like that's my job. Right. Well, and I think to kind of go along with the lines of that is I think Steve was looking at it from a larger perspective of reality. Whereas in Wonder Woman was looking at it from a larger picture, but her reality obviously was skewed because she didn't, mm-hmm. she didn't have much experience and stuff, but he was, she was looking at it as we'll end war forever. And right. Steve was more like, no, we need to end. There's always going to be war, but we need to end this war. And this is how mm-hmm. we end this yeah. war. And so that's what he was focused on, even though at the at, at the end where he gets onto the bomber, he's like, I, I got to go do this. We got to we got to get this mm-hmm. done. And she's like, no, I'll take care of you. And he's like, no, you need to stay here. I need to go take care mm-hmm. of this. Like he was focused on ending the battle in that moment, knowing that man's always going to have war. That's just yeah. always going to be a thing. And she mm-hmm. was just focused on like, no, if I just kill Ares over there, we're, we're all good. Like it all stops. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. So I, I mean, I can understand on that whole situation that they were kind of mm-hmm. in, and what his mind frame or his mindset that he was in at the moment. Well, because like he goes to say, like, like I wish it there was just one bad guy to blame, and I think that that's true. Like Wonder right. Woman had a very, and I mean this in a positive way, but like a very innocent, childlike aspect where when you're a kid, like, it's just like, there's good guys and bad guys. Like there's no nuance. There's no gray. Like this is the bad guy. And this is the good guy. That's just how it is. Right. And I feel like Steve was kind of taking her from that. Like, there's not really like a good guy and a bad guy. Like evil is just kind of prevalent. Like evil isn't a person that you can kill. Right. It's not, it's it's not set as black and white. It is very gray in the middle. Mm -hmm and mixed and you don't know who's good who's evil it's just it's just it's human nature you know and i think that's kind of what he was trying to portray but of course with her being i mean i'm going to use the word sheltered i mean Mm -hmm. even though you know she lived on the island for most of her life and she doesn't understand you know what has been happening in humanity for for so long you know right they're very much good and evil whereas in humanity is very much gray sort of yes so yeah and i think that that kind of i don't know like leads me into my next point which is i think as much as during the battle i was like you know rolling my eyes a little bit and kind of going okay okay i did love the part where yeah steve runs up to her and he kind of hands her the the watch and then it does the flashback later when she's got she's you know holding a tank and she's got dr maru in front of her which is like kind of what Aries shows her is like look this is everything bad about humanity like you should kill her she embodies what is bad right and then she kind of has that flashback and yeah the fact that Steve is like I you know I have to go do this and she's like no Steve let me do it and he's like no and the line that he says that I love is he goes um I can save today you can save the world right and that's and kind think- of that's kind of what I was talking about yeah you know, I don't mean to cut you off is he he was focused on winning that particular war whereas and she is focused on winning all wars so yeah yeah and yeah kind of along that same line i think that i don't know i think that humans want to believe and maybe this is a little bit of a tangent but i think that humans sometimes want to 
at least in my experience, we want to like feel special. And I'm sure, you know, as a kid, I, you know, we were, I was like, at least for me personally, I was like, I'm going to change the world, you know, I'm getting yep. a present or whatever. And I think there's something really poignant to be said. Like, I, I don't believe I'm going to, like, I'm not going to save the world. I don't have that capability. Like, I'm not going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but there are like, but I can save a lot of today's. Like right. I can save a today for one person. I can, if my sister's having, you know, a breakdown, I can call her and, and help her. If, you know, I, I can smile at someone who looks like they're having a bad day. I can, like, there are little things that we can do to like, quote unquote, save today. Yeah. And win, I think. Win the battle, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that's the thing is like, I'm not, I'm not capable of winning. Like, I don't know, the war of. The, what is wrong with humanity or anything like that like that right i'm not capable of that i'm not gonna even try <laughs> but i am yeah i'm gonna focus on like the smaller battle instead of the war because i know that i can win i can win today right like i can save today even though i'm not gonna save the world that's someone else's job right i actually did have one more critique that i kind of forgot about Okay. So I'm going to back up just a tiny bit. It's a small one, but the part where they actually go into the castle and they, you know, they infiltrate into the castle and stuff and she gets all dressed up in a little blue dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she has the sword There's sticking out the, the back. back. Like, no one saw that. I, uh, come on guys. That, that was my only other critique. Cause she did dance with the, the general dude. What was his name? Like Ludendorff. Ludendorff. He would have saw that. He would have saw <laughs> that giant like <laughs> hilt and handle sticking out the back. And that's not normal. That's not normal. That's I mean, fair. For me, I just remember seeing it and kind of laughing and being like, all right, Wonder Woman, you're you're still there in that pretty blue dress. But I I can it's, I can get where you're coming from. It's, it's it's funny and it's a superhero. It's one of those ha ha moments. I understand. Yeah. Like they just kind of like it's silly, but I guess I critique it for more of a reality aspect. Just like, come on, there's a sword yeah. sticking out the back of her dress and no one notices that except Steve. Steve notices that, but the yeah, general she just, like, get she the just frick out of here. With, didn't notice that she had a sword sticking out? No. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's something in film called, like, there's a phrase called the willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And it's kind of like looking at movies and being like, I'm willing to overlook, like, this kind of goofy part here or, like, this thing that doesn't make 100% sense here. So I get where you're coming from. And there, because there are some movies that I watch and I'm like, the plot holes and, you know, I have friends who are like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> Well, and, and I can understand why they did it because I'm sure they did it as more of like a silly, like, ha-ha type moment, right. a superhero type thing. And I, I understand that. It's a superhero movie and all that fun stuff. But uh, me just critiquing stuff, like a more pushed, realistic. Pushed the boundaries it a little kinda, bit, huh? It kind of pushed me a little bit. I'm just like, mm, that kind of that kind's a little much. But okay, I'll let it go. It's a superhero movie. It's okay. That's we'll, fa- we'll just go, I, that's fair. We'll just go on. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and then the last line was just like, you know, when Wonder Woman kind of repeats Steve's lines and says, you know, it's not about deserve, it's about what you believe. And I like that she goes on, because like, 
she goes on to talk about love and there were like a lot of not a lot of critics said this but a lot of like audience like general viewers were like that's so hokey like love can save the world like a lot of people had a really hard time with that yeah I thought the way it was presented was done in a very tasteful way because I feel like the way she said it, I was like, that makes sense. Like she was like, there's something that no, like no hero can ever defeat. Like there, like at the end of the day, humans have their choice. And I think the only thing that can truly like persuade someone's opinion is if things are said coming from a place of love. Right. Right. And like, is that hokey? Maybe. Is it, does it still ring true? I would say so. Yes. So I didn't like when you say it down to like, it's bare, like the bare bones, like afterwards where you're just like only love can save the world. I'm like, yeah, that's a hokey phrase. Uh, Yeah. It's a little cheesy. It's a little cliche, but like, I think if you're coming from like the place of like that movie where she had the chance, like Aries basically handed her the chance that she had kind of been wanting a little bit earlier, you know, like he was like, we get to end all the pain, all the suffering and like turn this world into the paradise it was before them. Right. Right. And I could see kind of, and I don't hate to get, I mean, I'm sorry to get kind of religiously here, but I mean, that's very much what Lucifer tried to do. He's like, you know what? people are bad we can take away freedom of choice and all that stuff and everything will be nice and peaceful and happy and it's like no people need to have their freedom of choice people need to have their consequences and they need to make their choices and they need to have you know actions to you know their reactions to actions and and all that stuff and so i could very much see how they kind of tried to portray that in aries aries could be like yeah i can wipe out all the hate and it'll be paradise but it's like yeah what's the point of that right exactly yeah because i had the same thing like the first time i was watching it and again to wax a little bit a little bit religious here in the religion that that i am um a part of that is something that we that we believe that you know satan had this idea that like hey let's just take away choice like human you know we're all going to make mistakes so let's just why, yeah, why get rid of all the pain, all of the the suffering, and but yeah, I mean, kind of the response that Wonder Woman has, like I could never be a part of that, right? Because and I so, think she's coming to the conclusion as she's kind of been going through this whole thing that people need to do need to have their individual choices and people mm-hmm. need to be given second chances and stuff. And I yes. thought the thing that I thought was interesting, and they kind of really didn't go through this in the movie. But I think it's worth mentioning that Steve wasn't always that great of a guy. Mm-hmm. Like when did you the, touch on it in the film? Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time exploring it. It's kind of said in weird cryptic, like you know, when he's like, "Yeah, you know, my dad said when you see something wrong, you can either do something or nothing." And I already tried nothing, and like he kind of yeah. there's like some some kind of like yeah, like I said, like cryptic. I don't know lines here and there that he says that yeah. you can kind of tell that he maybe didn't have like the squeaky clean past, but yeah, you're in the comics. It does a lot more. Into yeah. It. And the comics, he had more of a changing of a heart. And I think they tried to implement that in the movie, but not really saying what it was about in the mm-hmm. comics, where in the comics, he actually wonder Woman kind of gave him a change of heart 
and saw yeah. that he can change and saw that people can change and become better, but they really kind of didn't like fully yeah. come to complete circle with that was the, yeah. So that was, that's if, another thing. Just to, to all the listeners out there, there actually is an animated um, Wonder Woman film that came out in 2009. They actually re-released it shortly after the Wonder Woman the 2017 Wonder Woman film because it did so well. That kind of goes a little bit more into like some of the lore into that. So same thing. Like you meet when you first meet Steve Trevor in that movie, you're like, no, he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just anyway, it, just as a heads up, if you like Wonder Woman and want to learn a little bit more about the background or like another standpoint without delving into like the comics, there is that animated um, movie that is available. So you can kind of understand the things that we're referring to when we're analyzing this yeah. comic film. So yeah. people are like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you and I have a lot of background in comics that not a lot of people, I should say not everyone does. Right, right. Where people are, have seen films that have, that were made from, made, I'm doing quotations that no one can see, but made from comics that really aren't. Um, and so they don't really get like a good taste of what information they're actually pulling from the comics to put into the films, what pieces have been put in and what pieces have been left out, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the 2019 animated film does uh, give a little bit more of that, if that's something anyone is interested in. Um, I, that's, those are pretty much all, all my thoughts. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I mean, that was pretty much it as well. I mean, I already kind of mentioned that I thought this was the better of the DC movies that I have personally mm-hmm. seen. Um, I've seen the majority of them. There are har- there are a few that I have not seen, like Suicide Squad. I haven't watched Suicide Squad or the mm-hmm. new one, the, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. But out of the superhero, DC superhero movies, I believe this has actually been the better of the ones that I've seen aside mm-hmm. from some older DC movies I'm sure we'll go into in, in future streams or podcasts right. but I feel that this one was actually fairly well done for from a DC standpoint and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a Marvel fan so and I know right. you're the DC person so I'm sure <laughs> we'll have a lot of back and forth with stuff my yeah my that also was probably why like subconsciously why I saw Wonder Woman so many times as I was like I refuse to give my money to Marvel, but I'll give all of it to DC. <laughs> well, I mean, they did a good job with it. I think the screenwriting was done pretty well. I think they did a good job in the actors that they chose. Yep, um, I do agree that they did a good job with the actor who played Ares, but having him play Ares at the end was a, was a weird choice. They could have done that a little bit different. But yeah. other than that, I think they did a fairly good job um with the villains and with the way that they put everything together there's a couple like lesser known people in there as well that did a pretty good job as well so i i felt it was pretty well all in all put together fairly well yeah i have a lot of personal connection to this movie because it it meant you know a lot to me as a big superhero fan who was also a girl um and someone who you know had a deep passion for film and someone who was really not expecting much from this movie (laughs) So this, yeah, this movie just means a lot to me. It's one of my all-time, all-time favorite. Like I said, it's it's not it's not number one, but it's it's right up there because I, 
yeah, I don't know. From a technical standpoint, I think a lot of it was really well done. I thought the screenwriting, they did a good job. I think all of the actors did a really good job, like even some of the smaller ones, like the other parts of the team. Like I said, I think Dr. Poison was really well done. Um, I, so I like to give like out of a hundred ratings on my movies. So that's just kind of okay. how I'm going to wrap up each podcast. And it's hard because there's a lot that goes into my like rankings because as much as we want to be objective, like that's just not what movies are. Like there are some right. movies that I loved that I'm like, technically not very good. And there are also movies that I'm like, technically that was great. I right. hate it's, every it's, second of it. It's personal preference. And the thing that I think that's kind of what makes you different from me. And I think that's what will make these podcasts so well as we go on and do these is I'm very hard on films like i'm very critique on films and stuff so mm -hmm. my ratings may be a bit lower than probably expected but there will be films that people think are absolutely terrible that i thought were great but it's all personal mm -hmm. opinion so that's just how it is i tend to agree with critics i'll usually and brett and i've talked a little bit about this um in the past i do a lot of research before i watch movies um, so I'll usually see like, what did the critics say? Because I'll probably agree with them. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I do not do any sort of research when I go into a movie. I will watch like maybe trailers and stuff like that. I nine times out of 10 don't agree with critics. I just like to go in fresh myself and just analyze it for myself. Cause yeah, that's just how I am. So my, I don't want to say my ratings will be like really polarized but because i will try basically what i'm saying is there's there are parts of film that you can be more objective about but a lot of film is very subjective so like this is my personal rating take it with a grain of salt does this film maybe like quote unquote deserve this high of a rating i don't know but a lot of it is influenced by how much of a personal impact it had for me so this movie i would give a 95 out of 100 Okay. Um, I would say from my, um, like I said before, I'm pretty hard on films and I, I a lot of times try to put myself into the type of mindset that the directors and the writers are trying to achieve and what they're trying mm. to do. So a lot of times I, I will try to give them credit um, to what they're trying to achieve, but Agreed. I am also very critique on films just because of me being like a novice writer in the way that I would design stories and do stuff. I kind of have that kind of opinion. So for this film, I probably would give it an, for a DC film, <laughs> mind you, for a DC film, that was probably the better or the best, the DC films that I have seen so far. And I would probably give it an, an 80. I would give it an 80 out of a hundred. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. Okay. And I do, just one quick little point before we kind of wrap this up, because I, I do think that is something important that you mentioned that I hadn't mentioned. You were like, you know, because it's a DC film, and I do believe that in films there, it, it, there is some weight and some importance to like the historical context of it, because I do think that makes a difference. Like for, let me give an example. For example, I'm doing like a, I'm doing a big marathon of the Disney movies and like the order that they came out and nothing makes you appreciate the little mermaid more than having to slog through all the garbage that Disney put out in the late seventies and eighties. Like I had to slog through a mess 
And then I w- got to Little Mermaid and I was like, this is an amazing movie. So, <laughs> Whereas before, like, I liked The Little Mermaid. I just didn't appreciate it. So, so I think that there's... Sorry, now, go ahead. Now you're getting into my era to where Disney films and stuff. And Disney, and we can go over this, like, we could do a totally separate, like, Disney podcast or whatever. Yeah. But Little Mermaid was kind of the turning point for mm-hmm. Disney to where they really yes. started getting really good animated films. Now, Disney, mind you, they were doing animated films way before anyone else like i mean snow white was in like no it was the the very first feature length animated yeah and it was like the 30s or something or the 40s 39 yeah yeah so forever so we're talking like 40 years later you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever they come out with little mermaid little mermaid came out in 89 so 50 exactly 50 years yeah so you that was kind of the turning point for disney is they hit it off with little mermaid then they came out with like aladdin and then they came out with like lion king and they really started to get their stride uh, beauty and the beast was in there as well mm-hmm. um we're gonna have to do beauty and beast because i i love that's like one of my favorite disney films see that um, is that is my number one favorite film of all time <laughs> beauty and beast we'll, ha- we'll have to go over beauty and the beast yeah but that was little mermaid was even though they had a slew of stuff and before uh, which is you know they did a lot of historical stuff with it but mm-hmm. that little mermaid was kind of where they really caught their that's stride. where they started that started what is called the disney renaissance like right you had the disney golden age when you know Walt was was kind of one heading scenes then you the silver age and then the dark age which was kind of like the black cauldron right oliver and company you know fox and the hound which like i love some of those films but like you don't realize quite what hot trash they are until you watch Little Mermaid. Right, right. So anyway, I just use that as, as an example of like, there is something to say, like, what was the studio making before then? What were other studios making at that time? What was the studio making past that point? So I do think, you know, merit where merit is due, Warner Brothers and DC were not putting out quality films. And Wonder Woman really, like, kicked it in gear like wonder woman really was a cut above the rest as far as dc films especially at that time right and that's kind of my my whole point is as an actual independent film aside from the whole dc universe i thought it was a a pretty good film like it it would get like an 80 like i said but as Mm -hmm. far as like being a part of the dc films that i had seen up until that time it's like a hundred percent because it's so much better than all the other (laughs) stuff that they put out so that's kind of where i was coming from with that whole thing yeah no and i yeah that, that was just something i was going to say is i tend to include that when i'm making like my my ratings and my rankings and stuff is that's something that i do consider i do consider like historical context um and kind of what was what was going on in the world and in the movie world and like the studios at that time right right and there, there will be situations where even though it's Marvel characters or DC characters, they may be owned by different studios. Yeah. So it technically may not be a DC or Marvel film, but it's still a DC or Marvel character. So that yeah. kind of comes into play as well. You know, obviously Spider-Man's a perfect example of that. I mean, Spider-Man mm-hmm. has jumped around so many different types of studios and they've jumped around so many different Spider-Mans that, you know, yeah, yeah. so... Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me, Brett. 
Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, thank you to all the listeners who listened in, and we will see you next week. All right, see you guys.